Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Misevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and introduce our diners for tonight's show. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Transformation Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Misevich, and we are in the Cafe Book Club. Woohoo! We are talking about the Book of Joy with uh, the Dalai Lama and uh, Arch Business Desmond, Desmond Tutu. And I have my co-host, my agent of humor with me tonight, Miss Amy. How are you tonight? I'm feeling quite humorous. I'm thinking we should have like a, a bicorn or something going on there. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the pillar of uh, the pillar number three, which is humor. And in the book, it's called humor. Uh, it says humor, laughter, joking is much better. And I was really um, found this chapter to be very interesting about how the Dalai Lama and also Desmond Tutu really use humor in their leadership. Um, just really connecting people. And some boy, some of these situations that they describe in this chapter are very. Um, boy, just the, 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 the pinnacle of things you could be thinking about. How could you bring humor into that? And boy, they sure do. So, um, and we're also going to be talking a little bit about laughter yoga and the benefits of laughter and all kinds of good stuff. So where would you like to start in the chapter, Miss Amy? You know, I think this, this particular topic, um, I know that I have done a lot of work at humor at work and uh, writing and doing workshops. And I know you do humor at work. So we can just kind of get started on it. But the bottom line is, that um, they don't really, I don't think, say that much, do you think? No, not really. I mean, they really, I think the two of the most important messages out of this out of this pillar is that it's so important to take yourself lightly and to be able to laugh at yourself. And when there's uh, different situations that, are, that can be just very, um, very tense, that being able to be humble and make fun of yourself and invites other people to see the humor in things. So one thing that, that with this is this, you know, just to remind everybody about how this book came about was the Dalai Lama and um, Desmond Tutu had always really just appreciated each other. But being leaders that they are, they never really had time to actually spend time together. And they literally, it took them, you know, months to put this whole one week together, um, just really sitting down and just having these conversations about different things that they decided that they, you know, talking about joy and just all these different aspects that go through the book. And it's such a gift, but it's also that dynamic of, you know, one thing that the, the writer that, um, that's putting the helping to put this together was, was, um, Douglas Abrams. He really talked about that, about how every time they turned around, it was like these two were like two young schoolboys just laughing and kind of joking, you know, poking jokes at each other and just really enjoying each other. And I think that's something that really comes into the laughter that, you know, they both were just don't take themselves seriously and they don't take each other seriously. So I think that's really, that's just something that's kind of a real good underlining for all these different kinds of stuff. How about you? Well, and Dave, on page 216, they talk about um, it is much better when we, there is not too much seriousness. Laughter joking is much better. We can completely relax. And he talks about the one of the keys to happiness you know, certainly is that wholehearted laughter. He said, I once heard the, that laughter was a direct line between two people. And I, and I think that, you know, that really rings true. I think, you know, that's a lot of what the laughter yoga, I think, is about, is that it's, it's a common language between people. 
And that, you know, when you start laughing, people get where you're coming from, whether they actually understand exactly why, but they get where you are, you know? One of the other benefits with that is that, you know, they they look at that saying, you know, one of the, the benefits they were talking about is like when you have that laughter, it helps everybody to relax. So it's it's a very much of a de-stressor for people when it comes to, you know, like we're saying, some difficult situations or whatever. People start laughing and they kind of look at the situation and are able to relax a little bit more and, and be able to, like you said, being able to connect with each other in a different way. Yeah, and I think what they're saying really we we've been saying for a long time that how important that that humor is and that how do you find ways to make it a normal part of your life and i know mm-hmm. so yeah. we're still continuing to read from the the beginning of the book and i want to go page 127 i'm still kind of getting even with with the pillars and mm-hmm. at the top of page 127 he talks about our whole society has a materialistic culture. And the Dalai Lama says, in the materialistic way of life, there is no concept of friendship, no concept of love, just work, 24 hours a day, like a machine. So in the modern society, we eventually also become part of a large, moving machine. And I think that that takes the humanity out of it and that you, there is no laughter when you're, you're in that place. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and here you love to be doing all this stuff with humor in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And how important that is, you know, being able to. Right. 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 It also goes on to say in that page, like 216, it said that, um, um, you know, laughter is, it's better to be joking, but it says, you know, he said, I met a scientist in Japan and they explained that wholehearted laughter, not artificial laughter, is very good for your heart and also your general health. And um, boy, if you look at all the different uh, research that they've started doing, there's a whole new uh, research that they've, gosh, I think in the last, what, I don't know, five or 10 years, at least the last five years, they've really started to do a lot of stuff on a psychological level of looking at humor. And um, just some of the benefits are it balances your hormones, it's a stress reducer, it lowers your blood pressure, it boosts your T cells. And I mean, if you think of Robin Cousins, um, he had used that to cure his cancer. So, I mean, that goes along with his tails, T-cells. It releases endorphins. Um, it also, you know, it was funny, the article I looked at, it said it also works your abs, so you get a little bit of workout. And I know in laughter yoga, when I was going through my training, we literally had three different sessions during the day where we would basically do sessions for, the, for about 20 minutes, and we would just laugh for, for 20 minutes. After a while, I felt like I was getting a six-pack. It was awesome. I just really, I thought that was great. It also improves your heart health too, because on a cardiac, uh, uh, you know, being able to like instead of getting on a treadmill, laughing for say twenty minutes is really beneficial as well. So I, I think one of the, I've watched, uh, I've never seen Reverend Tutu in person, but I have I have seen the Dalai Lama in person. Um, I think like three times, and one of the things that I did I really loved about him and noticed in in those times where he would, you could tell he was tickled by things. He was always looking for things. It almost felt like to giggle at or with, which I, I think part of that is creating that focus, that that's, that's where I'm going to put my attention. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's, instead of looking for ways to separate, it's almost like, um, like we talk about the gratitude journal, right, and being grateful. Mm-hmm. 
it's also about, I, I know I've talked about, to people about creating a humor journal and uh, taking time during your day to, to find something that you find funny. And so what mm-hmm. I find doing that is it sh- shifts your at- attention and your focus into looking for things that are funny. That's a great idea. And I think that's what it, you know, really it. all kind of, well, I don't know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that anywhere. I just kind of made it. I, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a humor journal. I think that's a great idea. Only you know what's funny to you, and it's almost like expanding what's funny to you and trying different different things. You know, it's like, I know for me personally, telling a joke it, it is, is not my thing. But storytelling is. And so um, what I've been doing is I've been working on being a better storyteller and really finding that, that punch that's going to get people to laugh. Because, you know, you're, you're like I am. You know, a lot of times we do, we do work together. And when you, you've got that group right in, right in your hands and you, you, you think of something you feel is going to be funny, and then when you do it and they, they laugh and giggle with you, man, that, there's nothing better, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. So, And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into the laughter yoga, because with laughter yoga, you're laughing with one another. You're not laugh, laughing at anybody. So you have that whole camaraderie of just, just having that, you know, be something that you're starting to share with each other, which I think is just really great. One thing that I think was really great too on page 216, last, the last um, episode we had talked about um, humility as a pillar. And it talks about how humor, like humility, comes from the same root word that means um, humanity, which is hummus. And in, again, it's that low, that low and sustaining earth is the force of all three words. And it says it's surprising that we have to have a sense of humility to be able to laugh at ourselves and that to laugh at ourselves reminds us of our own humanity. So it's that that nice balance of I can, I'm human. I have humility. I can laugh at myself, you know, and, and it's, it's that give and take that we have with each other. So I thought that was really interesting that, you know, being two pillars and have them being so complimentary to one another. It also says that people who are always laughing, have a sense of abandonment and ease. Like there's like, you're saying it's that being able to be relaxed and be able to just kind of let things roll off, you know, like, you know, water off the back of a deck, that kind of thing. And so they are less likely to have heart attacks than those people who are too serious and have difficulty connecting to other people. It says those serious people are in real danger when they can't really laugh at themselves or just what they have going in front of them. So, and, and I think, you know, the, uh, for me, that happiness and optimism and being hopeful all kind of go hand in hand with each other. And I think mm-hmm. as you, they talk about these other pillars, I think it's almost with humor, there's, there's like, there's sub pillars underneath that pillar. Mm-hmm. And how you're looking at, you know, the attitude that you carry is like, I have, um, a couple people in my life that no matter what you say, they always they can always put a positive, loving spin on it. Not a not from a way of oh God, you know they're not really listening, or they're just really making it you know sappy sweet. But really, you can mm-hmm. tell that they're really sincere in that, and it I find that it 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 helps to tweak my own attitude a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I work, mm-hmm. I work towards being closer to, you know, being more like them, you know, in that way. Like, say, my friend mm-hmm. Jennifer mm-hmm. is that way. She's uh, Whenever anything comes up, whatever it is, she's always got a, a fun twist to it and always mm-hmm. makes you feel like, okay, whatever it is, we're on an adventure now. And we're going to support each other through this. And then mm-hmm. I think that's that great. Support that humor, because you're not looking for, you know, and I think when you're, when you're not feeling like people are out to get you, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That it makes you feel like, okay, I can relax a little bit. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? When you're, you go to, you, to, to, to be light about things and to make it fun and people are looking for you to say something because you don't like them or you're out to get them or whatever it is, it's really hard to allow yourself to have fun in those kind of environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things it was saying is, is it's his laughter is how we come to terms with the irony and the cruelties of stuff. And it says scientific research has shown that laughter and humor, humor is managing the anxiety and stress of the unknown. That's why jokes are so great, because you hear a joke and then you laugh at it because it's something that's un- unexpected or clever in the way that it's twisted that you wouldn't necessarily normally hear. So it helps you to be kind of in that place where you're, you're, you know, instead of reacting, you're responding to something. So it's kind of like that dance of being able to, to move with something, you know, that, that you've got going on. And one thing about, you know, how you're talking about um, coming from that place of laughter, one thing that they were saying with the Dalai Lama and, and Desmond Tutu is that they, they were willing to, to trust one another in the playfulness of being able to just have this banter going on and we go back and forth where I'm going to laugh at me and you're going to laugh at me and then I'm going to laugh at you and you're, and, you know, we're both going to laugh at each other. So there was this kind con- there was this agreement that they were going to laugh at themselves and the other person was going to uh, join in in the laughter. Mm-hmm. Well, if we- so it was, wasn't a matter of degrading. It was a matter of, of complimenting and, and just seeing the lightness of something instead of having somebody being wrong. It's a matter of just seeing the humor in something, you know, no matter what it was. It's just like, you're just like me. And I have these, I have these things that I laugh about with myself. Well, and really being in unconditional love and knowing that if I'm laughing, it isn't because I'm not loving. Right. If you've yeah, got something exactly. going on inside of you, right, you're trying to judge why are they laughing? What did I do or what I didn't do? And when you feel there's this, you know, self-confidence, too, that, you know, you know, what I always like to say is, like, you know, it's going to be funny eventually. Why don't we laugh at it now? Mm-hmm. No matter how... <laughs> you see that in comedy sometimes now, yeah. In these, some of these sitcoms, there'll be, like, a situation, and, you know, and it's just, like, right there, and everybody's looking at each other, and he goes, you know, two weeks from now, we're going to look at this and laugh. We might as well laugh now. Right. Let's get rid of the moment and we'll just laugh now and get it over with kind of thing, which I think is great. It's a good model for one of my standing jokes, which really isn't. You know, I always tell people I take everything as a compliment. Mm hmm. Yeah. And when you come from that perspective, I think it gives you opportunity to really learn something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So whatever they're saying, there may be something you may have to really look at and go, all right how do I relate to that right now? What am I going to do with that? Something I'm just going to throw away. Right. Well, I always love the comics that, you know, you're, they're going along and they're giving you the idea of their monologue with different kinds of jokes and stuff like that. And then, you know, I don't know a few, you know, they'll, they'll change the subject and all of a sudden they're, they're bringing back that joke again with some kind of a little comment. that was something that was real general to the joke or the concept that they were making fun of. 
they'll bring it back in again. You know, that kind of thing. They kind of do the boomerang kind of thing when you see it again. So I think that's always really fun and, and kind of just showing you're paying attention to the conversation and bringing it back up again in a different way to be able to look at it and laugh again. And I think that's always really great. Well, and I think it, it, it becomes common experience and common language. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was, I'll just bring up a, a for instance, in, in our family, there's the five sisters, and we were all together in Waikiki in Hawaii, and the hotel we were in was right next to the zoo. And mm-hmm. you want to you say where I'm going? Oh, okay. Well, every morning we would go out, you know, we'd kind of be out. We were like, I don't know, a few stories up. So, you know, the view was really beautiful and all that. We'd all go out kind of on the deck, on the, you know, the outside, be able to, to, to kind of look out at, at the whole city and everything. And um, at a certain time in the morning, the gibbon monkeys would start making this whoop kind of a noise. And they were, they're very loud when they do it. So, I mean, it's not, if you're, you're, you're just literally across the street from the zoo, you're going to hear them every morning kind of thing. They'd be like 930 in the morning. They'd start this whooping and they'd probably do it for, I don't know, 20 minutes, a half an hour, that kind of thing. And, um, so it got to be one of the things that we did, you know, we'd all get in the car and we were switching gears and stuff like that, or we were looking for each other. We'd start, you know, whooping like a, like, like a gibbon. And, um, it got to be just a funny thing that we would do. We all were really happy because we had a great experience or something like that. We get back in the car, we're all start whipping with each other. So it was, you know, and even today, you know, we'll, we'll be looking for each other if we're, we're out and about sharing time together and, you know, one of us will start whooping and that's how we know where everybody is. So it's just kind of a sweet thing that we have with each other and it always makes us laugh. So I just think that's a great little thing that we just kind of have that we share as sisters. Absolutely. Well, and I, again, like you said, we were together last weekend and we were, we were doing it. You know, we happened to be mm-hmm. we're separated somewhere and somebody's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Yeah, we all, we'd all get in like on a tour bus. Yeah, we're getting all getting up on a tour bus, start whooping. And of course, everybody else is looking at us like we're crazy, but we're all looking at each other smiling and whooping. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> you could tell after a while it was the inside joke. So that's fun. So I think that's part so of what's I wanna, going No, I was going to talk about uh, Desmond Tito, how he ends this, ends this pillar. So anything else you want to say about that, Ian? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Go ahead. I, okay. So he Desmond Tito said, I don't think I woke up and, and presto, I was funny. I think it is something that you can cultivate. Like anything else, it is a skill. Yes, I, it does help if you have an inclination, especially if you can laugh at yourself. So learn to laugh at yourself. It's really the easiest place to begin. It's about humility. Laughter, la- laughter and laughing at yourself. Um, don't be pompous or serious. If you can start looking for humor in your life, you'll find it. You will, and it will, you will stop asking why me and you'll start recognizing that life happens to all of us. It makes everything easier, including your ability to accept ourselves and accept all that life can bring. I thought that was a really great way to, to just end that whole thing. So and just remind everybody, if you're new to the book club, um, this book is really great. I mean, it has at least 30 different exercises for different practices. It'll bring up a concept and then you, you can go back to the um, the section that starts about 300, I think. That's, and and um, uh, one thing I, I don't think we've mentioned on the show is these are actual practices that the Dalai Lama actually personally uses or Archbishop Desmond Tutu uses, or, you know, it's something that they teach. So these are things that are, are it's not just something that they put in the book, it's the stuff that they actually use. So I think that's really um, gives it that much more importance and credence than it's here. So on uh, page 331, it's called Laughing at Ourselves to Develop Humor. It says humor, like so- something that is spontaneous and natural, 
cannot be cultivated, but the ability to laugh at ourselves and to see the richest ironies and funny realities in our lives is actually like perspective, something we can learn with practice over time. So just think of your limitations, human faults and foibles. Think of something about yourself that is actually quite funny when you can have some perspective. The Dalai Lama can laugh at himself because he has limited English. The Archbishop can laugh at himself because he feels he has a big nose. What can you laugh at about yourself? Can you laugh at yourself and you let others feel closer to you and inspire them to accept their own limitations, faults, and foibles? So anything come up for you on that, Amy, about being able just to laugh at yourself or have a, an, an interesting with you know, somebody you've connected with where, where that was an incident that really helped? Well, I, I, yeah, I think that's something that, that it's very useful to use. Um, I know for myself that I have, and I, I think we, we all have uh, addictions of choice or what, things that we do that are quirkisms. And if you can find ways to make them um, more, uh, I don't know if funny is the right word, but like if, for instance, I'm, I tend, my addiction of choice is work. We've talked about that before. And um, a, a good friend of mine would would call me a feeding reef shark when I would get into my work attic mode. And so it, it got to the point where all you know, he'd have to say, dun, 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 and I was like, oh, crap, I'm in that space. But I get in it and not even realize. And so he, that way he would say it to me in a way that would, you know, I was like, oh, I pay attention. Well, and then uh, a good friend of mine, really funny, really brilliant, and, you know, he and I worked together, so he knew that part of me, and I knew the part of him where when he would get pushed up in a corner he would, it would say, take a, it was like a hammer, and he would just hit people two by four to the head. And he was usually right, mm-hmm. but the way he did it destroyed relationships. So I would work mm-hmm. with him. You know, we, we ran projects together. And when I could tell, it was building up. Because, you know, you can always tell, right, you know, what, before something like that's going to happen. So when I, I felt it coming, and I knew we were in a situation where he's probably going to hurt the relationship we were building with the contractor, I would just gently look mm-hmm. at him and say, put, put, the hammer down. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you know, it might make him angrier, but most of the time he knew I was coming from a place, you know, that I cared about him and I cared about what we were doing. And he was able to go, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. And take a couple of breaths and go, all right, how do I say this in a way they're going to hear me instead of hitting him in the head with a two by four? Mm-hmm. So can you think of any time? So yeah. Well, then you make it fun. And you make it, you know, and even my, my dear husband, you know, when he's stressed, he can get a little snappy. And so what, you, what he likes to do for his release is to go play his, uh, his war games. And so when he gets that way, I'll just kind of tease him about going to, you know, drive his tank or fly his biplane on his, on his you know, on his game. You know, video and game. We'll specify he's playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have an actual tank or anything out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he has a tank in the backyard. (laughs) Really big. You know what? He would love to have a big tank in his backyard, okay? He had the actual thing. He'd be a real happy camper. (laughs) But it's all on video. Yeah, it's his, it's his, his virtual, virtual game he's got going on there. So, Ryan, let me share a story. So, one of my favorite stories is our, you know, your daughter, Katie, my dear, you know, niece, Katie. And, you know, she was staying with Ross and I. I think she was like 10 years old. And um, Ross can get a little, you know, uh, he was in the Army, and sometimes he can get a little order, ordering around-ish. And um, mm-hmm. 
Because he's ten years old, she looked at him and he'd he'd, he'd bark some order, not in a mean way, but just kind of the way he was at that moment. And he he she looked at him and said, "Ross, this is reality, not armyality." <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> it's not, and it's not because she's my kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Army, no, armyality. Okay. Yep, just started taking some. That'd nice be a great title of a book, armyality. Yeah. Right, Rosh would write a book called Armiality. He could start the book with that, so that's good. I think I think your daughter should, but that is it. I don't know if she's relating to Armiality, but okay. So number two is laugh at yourself. The next time you're in a situation where you act in a funny way or say something in a funny way or just less than perfect, chuckle at yourself and make a joke of it. Humor is one of the best ways to end a conflict, especially when you're able to make fun of yourself or admit that you are overreacting and being silly. Yeah, I think that's just so great. Like you said, you know, we might as well laugh about this now because, you know, we already know what's going on with all this stuff. So it's a great practice to just, you know, really catch yourself. And like I said, you know, having those trusting relationships where, gosh, it's such a great gift to have somebody that, like you're saying, you know, put the, put the hammer down or whatever. Or just being able to just have that agreement that you're going to laugh, you know, laugh at the, you know, the situation, necessarily at the person and have, you know, being able to be light about everything. I just think that's great. Well, so, okay, bring well, it number back three. Home. Yeah. So it's like, so we're, you know, you find that commonality. So, so maybe Katie doesn't talk about armyality, but she could say, mom, this is reality, not flowerality. Yeah, she can make it anything. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, people like flowerality, you know, it's like I've been a florist for 30 years, so it's definitely been a part of her life for pretty much her whole life. So with uh, flowers for you in Riverside, California. So there you go. So, uh, num- yeah, little, little plug. Uh, number three, laughter, uh, laugh at life. It says the next time you are delayed or someone, something goes wrong, it doesn't go your way. Try being amused by the situation rather than getting angry or outraged. You'll be, you'll notice that how how your amusement puts uh, others at ease and can often soften the situation. Similarly, when you encounter certain ironies in your day to day life, try to see the humor in that. So, I know personally, I have, I have friends that I've been really sharing the book of joy with them, and um, boy, one of my friends in particular, she had lost her keys. And the old, you know, the old person would have, you know, gone around to her house, you know, screaming at the kids to help her find her keys. And she just stopped herself and just kind of laughed at it and just said, you know, being angry is not going to help me get my keys. And I know if I can relax and just kind of look about, I'm going to be able to find them. And she ended up not even having them in her house. She'd gone to go visit a friend and she accidentally left them in her friend's car. So they weren't even in the house. So her yelling at her kids, blaming them for a situation when they weren't even really be a part of it. You know, she was so thankful that she stopped herself and just kind of laughed and, and just kind of took a breath and just kind of laughed about it instead of getting all anxious about it. Well, I have so to just say shows about being that. able to go ahead, do it. Yep, yep, the monkey thing. It's all good. <laughs> when all else fails, become a gibbon. <laughs> Start whooping it up. Giving it out. Yeah, give it out, man. When it went in doubt, give it out. So that's, that's true. That's true. So, um, yeah, you know, boy, just so many good things about laughter. And, you know, just really want to encourage everybody, if you ever get a chance to do a laughter yoga class, 
It's such a treat and so much fun. And you really feel like you've had a workout, which is really amazing because you do these small little exercises for about 20 to 30 seconds where you're, you're just kind of have some childlike play and you, you know, you just interact with people in just a really wonderful way. Cause a lot of it's about connection and just moving around and just being in a place of joy and experiencing life in a way that you don't really allow yourself on a regular basis. So, you know, and I'm a big, uh, a big fan of it and really love for, for people to take advantage of that. And, and, you know, laughter is the best medicine. So. If you can, you know, I, I encourage my, uh, my, my kids to do that every day. You know, they're working hard and having stuff come across their plate. And I just say, you know, stop yourself a couple times a day and just find something that you can laugh at. I mean, one of the best websites or one of the best things on, on the, on the internet is people go to, um, go to YouTube and they watch all these, uh, little baby animals and things like that interacting with each other that just make you laugh. And, um, boy, there's a lot to that when it just, just these simple, innocent ways that, you know, the cutest little things, it just, it just makes you giggle and look at stuff in life and, you know, just watching kids and having them being able to play and enjoy life. It reminds us of just being lighter with ourselves and, and with the world. So anything else, Amy, you'd like to share? Yeah, I just say one of the things you and I like to do is go to the um, Hallmark and start looking at cards together. That's fun. Great mm-hmm. time. Or go to the toy store. Sometimes with my, um, my younger daughter, if she's in a bad mood one day, um, I'll just take her over to toy, you know, Toys R Us and we'll go look at the, the, you know, the little kids toys. And we just, you know, within about 10 minutes, we're looking at different stuff and just having a good time and just kind of playing with what's there and, and just finding the lightness of stuff and being able to just look at things that just, they make you smile. That's just such a gift, such a gift for yourself. So, well, like always, 30 minutes is always just so quick. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to next, our next pillar, um, still moving from, you know, the mind to the heart. But boy, that's that 12 inches that can feel like a, like a big chasm or just the closest thing in the world. So we really want to welcome everybody to uh, be joining us again. So our next pillar is going to be about acceptance. This is the only place where change can, can begin. So we look forward to, to checking that out next time. So as always, I want to thank Miss Amy for being my co-host. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> we'll see you next time here at the Laughter Cafe. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast. To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.